Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm guessing 10. Yeah, I'm guessing 10. This week, I have two intelligent young ladies. Um, we have Bumi. Hello. I don't know why I said we, like, it's only me. <laughs> we have Bola. Hey. Come from, from, from oh, closer to the mic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this week um, is going to be about feminism, the unbelievably heated topic that seems to be chasing everybody every single day from social media to the mainstream media on tv etc there's quite a lot of negative connotations positive connotations a lot of misconceptions with feminism there's not really that many i say efficient debates where people are actually passing knowledge from one to another and either agree to disagree or learning new things it's just more of you should do this read this more shouting name calling etc hmm. so i'm gonna try to provide a different outlook to that so i'm joined by two ladies who identify themselves as feminists i'm yes. assuming that's correct yeah. yeah okay so broadly speaking yeah what is feminism what is feminism i'll go with me first what's feminism um <coughs> for me i'd say feminism is um under the umbrella of uh humanitarianism so it's a it's a humanitarianism issue and uh the branch falls under specifically um what genders go through and within that specifically what women and children uh female children uh experience in ways that are different to uh what men and uh male children experience so what we want to do is align the freedoms of uh men and boys to that of uh girls and women feminism defined to me is literally equality between men and women um in terms of economics politics you know finance if we're talking pay and on a social level as well so not being discriminated against because you're a woman so basically the same way that a man is treated a woman should be treated okay cool um there's a lot of different types of feminism Mm. like the ones with all different types of hyphens, <laughs> intergalactic, so and so, all those type of things. So, you guys will have more information than I do. So, what would you say that like, the main differentials and the different types of feminism? Obviously, for those who haven't guessed by now, these are two black women. So, 
I'm, I'm assuming. Did from Bommy and Bola give it away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you never know. You never know. Um, but um, assu- um, yeah, assuming that I, I believe there's a different, there's different types of feminism yeah. across between the ethnicity. So, mm. Bola, would you like to go go first? There's so many different types of feminism, but I call myself a feminist, but I know that a lot of other black women, for example, call themselves intersectional feminists. And that's because of, obviously, that we are treated differently, which my eyes have been open to since deciding to, you know, publicly declare like I'm a feminist and I want equal rights. and I think one of the first, not one of the first times I noticed it, but the time I saw how prevalent it was to be an intersectional feminist, for example, is when, um, what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence complained that she wasn't getting paid the same as her male counterparts when they were both starring in the movie. And I think it was Chris Rock. He laughed at her and he said, <laughs> he said, you're complaining about what you're getting against a man ask what the black actresses in Hollywood are getting. Mm. And that was the first time that um, I think one of the first times I really noticed how much of a difference is. Um, And also with the election of Trump and the fact that a lot of white women voted for him because they didn't want to give up their privilege as a white woman. Mm. And um, so, yeah, so intersectional feminism is, I'd say, more to do around like your race as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mainstream feminism is obviously white feminism, you know, mm. and uh, their blindness to anything outside of it. So just as Bola was saying, Jennifer Lawrence was very concerned about how much she was being paid uh, in comparison to her white male co-star uh, without, you know, a second guess into what her black actress colleagues are facing, mm-hmm. really. So um, I would call myself a womanist. That's um, pretty much what... Um, black feminists might want to call themselves anybody familiar with like um angela davis or anybody like that um would be familiar with the term Mm. womanist it's just um a term that came about when people were dissatisfied with uh feminism because it was pretty much a structure or a movement that was developed purely for for the advancement of white women so black women had to find something for themselves so just as bola said intersectional feminism would be the same as what womanism is okay um now with this i've already got like so many questions i want to ask um do you do you um, believe that obviously when it comes to any sort of issue whether it be to do with race um, gender sexuality politics religion whatever like the there's always a status quo in society, how society is run, whichever society may be, whether it be in Africa, um, Europe, whatever. And those issue groups are kind of designed to challenge the status quo, mm. to kind of make some sort of like equilibrium in terms of how people are treated mm. in, in relation to the issue group. Do you believe that because of the different branches of feminism, it's caused some confusion to those quote-unquote everyday folk who are outsiders looking in in feminism and that can help to kind of um what's it called cause misconceptions because autom- already i could i've started to differentiate between what i've seen from intersectional or womanist mm. from quote-unquote white mainstream feminism yeah and 
I think what a lot of people are turned off by is the white mainstream feminism. Yeah. Mm. Because of how it's like gone about. I'll give some examples why I think. For example, um, it was Lewis Lewis Hamilton. Mm. I'm sure, do you guys both know who Lewis Hamilton is? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was asking. You may you never have know. To was, ask, yeah, I you guess, never know. Yeah. You never know. So for those who don't know, he's um, a Formula One driver. He used to date. Was it Nicole? The, Nicole yeah, Scherzinger. Scherzinger. Yeah, the yeah. Pussycat Doll and her. How many people in Pussycat Dolls? Was that? There was like five. <laughs> yeah, something like fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I swear, the rest of them walked down the street. I never recognised them. Yeah. No. But yeah, so um, so I think he must have won uh, one Grand Prix. I can't remember which one it is. And usually, traditionally, if you've ever watched any sort of sports TV channel, you'll see um, no. the top three uh, people on the podium. They'll be handed over a bottle, bottles of champagne and mm. they spray each other. And anyone on the podium gets sprayed and they all laugh and that's just a tradition. Mm. So this, um, I think she's from The Guardian, um, uh, white British feminist. She wrote an article and she was just going on at Lewis Hamilton. Slaying him. Yeah, same, because there was a picture and he sprayed the champagne. champagne. But it's, got, it's obviously a still image only shows one fraction of time yeah so it's got the champagne hitting the woman i think it might have been the malaysian grand prix because they were oriental ladies and she's got obviously like a face of disgust and yeah. then she was like typical this is uh, misogynistic all the other adjectives and nouns that always come with it just obviously going at him yeah naturally because she didn't understand the context of formula one oh, okay. so all the formula one fans were just in this woman's mentions just right. going just going happy because it was yeah. daft because they're showing other pictures of the women laughing yeah and the women spraying them with champagne yeah and people come up with facts and saying like something like 40 percent of women own uh, actually occupy this top job in formula one showing other pictures of lewis hampton spraying other men on the thing yeah. and like these types of feminists is what i think quite a lot of people started to identify as feminism period yeah so how do you think what do you think how do you I don't know, what's the question? how can there be clear differential because if the average person sees that mm. and they identify, identify that as feminism how do a womanist or an intersectional feminist yeah like stand apart from that because obviously you're clearly fighting fairly similar but two different um different um different fights think you just kind of have to continue to speak your own truth Mm. and what feminism is to you i think a big issue with feminism is the fact that everybody has so many different definitions yeah so obviously to someone who doesn't understand it it can become quite disheartening to them yeah to understand but i think all you can do is just keep speaking about it keep speaking your truth and keep making you know the points for your truth valid really yeah i mean you can't avoid having loads of voices with loads of different opinions on a matter like feminism it impacts different women differently at the end of the day um it'll impact dif- uh, black women differently f- to white women um attractive women are affected by a feminism in a different way mm. than less attractive women for example so it's going to affect everybody in different ways you're going to have loads of um i guess noise from different opinions mm. and everything like that but at the end of the day each individual is responsible for their own brain, mm. for their own uh, thoughts, for their own understanding. And at this point, I think that any grown-up who, um, you know, wants to be a de- somewhat decent human being would endeavour to uh, learn what feminism is. So that even if they're hearing different voices, um, I guess they could perhaps try their best to take it in and uh, learn that 
it impacts people in different ways. Okay, um, I want to come back against that. Um, as I always say on my podcasts, uh, people do what they perceive to be their best interest. Mm-hmm. Human beings have limited time culturally. Um, if you take the UK for example, we don't tend to go and outsource information unless, unless it's it unless it's satisfying like an immediate need. Yeah. Like I always joke about how we won't have a clue what um, the Labour or the Conservatives are really standing for in the manifesto. But if it's time to book a holiday, we're out here putting in four weeks worth of research on every single website. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like um, movers need to understand that although it makes sense that you would you you would naturally anticipate somebody actually going to do their own groundwork to understand that I don't feel like that's a realistic expectation from human beings from what I've seen mm. per se. So I feel like for any sort of issue group, whether it be feminism or Christianity, I feel like the issue group has to be more proactive in their what's it called? In Teaching. their in, in the, yeah, in their in their message. Like um I've seen I've seen um many times on social media or on talk shows that when when these discussions occur even sometimes the person wants to learn but the speaker doesn't know how to deliver information mm-hmm. in a manner that people can learn so mama i think my podcast two podcasts ago i asked what people what are people fighting for because it's very important that if you have if you if you if you subscribe to issue group whatever it may be religious politics whatever you automatically represent that movement mm. so you have every your speech is always an opportunity to kind of convert or maybe put doubt in somebody's mind against that status quo. Mm. Uh, it's tr- like, I are think, you a representative of all black people? Most people think I am. If are I'm, you? Do you think that you are? No, I don't think I've, I think I first think I'm representative of myself, right? That's why I don't subscribe to anything because I don't want anything else apart from myself mm. and my father's surname to represent me. Mm. And Christianity, you don't have any choice in that matter. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my point. I like to be. I like my actions mm. to represent myself. Unfortunately, that's not reality. Like, if if I say I'm a Christian, it's automatic. If I tell you I'm a Christian, automatically your brain starts to have certain estimate est- estimations. If I told you I support Black Lives Matter or yeah. I support Conservative or Labour, mm, yeah, automatically, and that's all of us do it. Yeah, all of us. Do, it's just natural. So, yeah. So I feel like if you are from a pressure group pressure group issue group mm. it's imperative that I think the delivery of your message is so key like I, I feel like you can't anticipate people to go out and source knowledge themselves I think that's, that's true too, I think that's too unrealistic I think yeah. that's true yeah especially especially in the generation today we have like a microwave popcorn generation like <laughs> people, so quickly yeah, yeah people border things so so quickly it's an 8 second attention span now yeah yeah I think even mine's probably going for worse now. I never lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I think that is. Um, so we've talked about what is feminism. Okay, now because this is this enormous, it's about mainly about economics. I wanted to discuss yeah. the gender wage gap, which I see people debate all the time. Yeah, I see opinions that are a bit wild. I see opinions that are a bit smart. Some that make you think. So I wanted to gauge both your opinions. So who do I meet you first? Okay, you can go first. My opinion on the, the gender wage gap. Yeah, and and, and anything. Well, you can, even you can ask me anything uh, economic economic related to mm. no feminist related to economics. Okay. Around. I'm jazzing right now, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yes. I know what you mean. Yeah. So um, this is just you know uh, an interesting thing that happened to me. So um, 
I was having a conversation with my ex um, last year, a few months ago, actually. And um, he said to me that he didn't believe that the gender wage gap existed. Yes. And then we went into a heated debate and I said, well, how do you suppose that it doesn't exist when there are people smarter than you and I who have done um, tons of empirical research into the fact that it exists? And he just said he still doesn't believe it exists. <laughs> um, we ended the argument with he believes men should earn more anyway. So um, ultimately, trash. But yeah. <laughs> aside from that, there are loads of people who don't believe it exists. And I just don't understand how that can happen. I mean, a few things that um, I've come across, that the gender wage gap on average is between about 5 to 30% for women. And it just depends on what stage of your life you're at. So for women who don't have any children and are single uh the wage gap between them and uh, a male colleague can be about seven percent and that leaps up to about 21 percent when the woman has at least one child mm. so it exists uh we can't deny it you can't you know refuse to believe that women are earning less um the older they get the more children they have um the lengthier their um relationships are uh marriage wise i'm talking about mm. So it, we can't deny that it exists and it's an issue because when women are the majority carers of children, the disabled, um, the elderly as well, um, it becomes an issue where women are earning less and are expected to still be responsible for these groups of people. Mm. Mm. Yeah, touching on the fact that you said some people think it's a myth, it really hurts because yeah. so many what? people are like, just because they they think it's not real like if somebody said something like black lives matter is a myth you're like yeah people really aren't getting shot in america because of the color of their skin <laughs> they're getting shot it, here yeah exactly it's it's really happening but i think what happens is people aren't seeing it happen yet yeah. and or people are maybe so used to it happening that it doesn't seem like a problem so for example when so i talk about it at work sometimes and then they and then everyone says oh but everyone's getting paid the same here and i'm like yeah first of all we're in contracting go into a job where maybe two people a man and a woman's a doctor and they're mm. the same age at the same level they've done things that is where you will see the um the wage gap for example and i think a lot of that has to come down to factors such as um from education and the expectations of a woman that yeah. oh she's gonna have a child and she's gonna fall off the spectrum and that's the reason why it's not really there because she's had a few years out so it's almost like we're blamed for reproduction yeah. and um also in the educational system it's always made to be that you know oh the boy should be intelligent and he should be smarter and he should be the boss and things like mm. that and that's why as well people are like oh well women aren't really in those positions they're not even putting themselves forward like they're not putting themselves forward because you didn't give them the same starting chance you gave a man when he was younger for example so that's where i think a lot of it stems from kind of the conditions before that i think that's what's made the gender gap a thing the fact that from a very young age boys are being taught to um to be seen as superior so yeah um i think when people say um the gender wage gap is a myth i think there's two types of people that say that one who people generally believe like that doesn't exist yeah which is fairly absurd and there's some people who when they say it's a myth they mean the fact that the main reason why men get paid more than women is due to gender 
So and there's some sort of empirical data to show each um, each side. From an economic from economical point of view, mm. I think to actually calculate the gender wage gap properly is a c- extremely difficult oh, thing yeah. to Definitely. do because first and foremost, women are more likely to take um, on part-time work than yeah. men. Yeah. So you're going to have to differentiate between part-time and full-time work. Yeah. Also, you need to also adjust for the fact that, for example, me, well, I'm Bumi, we could all go for the exact same job, Yeah. all get the same job, exact same role title, and we could all get paid differently and it could be justified because if one of us has five years experience other has 10 other has 25 one of us has four qualifications and university some of us don't that could also of course also alter your actual pay grade so it's so i think for actual accurate data all these things need to be put into um consideration but personally i believe even if you if you find the most perfect way of weighting all the data I will still assume that men will get paid more than women because I still think, of course, naturally that um, discrimination does exist. Mm. On top of that, ethnic minority women, because we're talking Western world, UK, mm-hmm. will also get paid um, considerably less. Mm-hmm. But looking at the data, it's actually quite surprising in the UK that a gender wage gap is actually in reverse for, in terms of if you look at Irish people yeah. and Caribbean people, yeah. Irish women actually earn more than Irish men, as mm. do caribbean women and earning more than the caribbean and caribbean men <laughs> yeah <You're, laughs> i shouldn't <laughs> laugh i shouldn't laugh oh oh but they are in brixton i'm sorry if you're a caribbean wow. man and you're listening to this but you're not gonna wow. do more than be standing outside in brixton trying to shot that's the reason caribbean wow. women go to work they yeah. do yeah um yeah so this is via the office of national statistics before anyone comes to complain <laughs> that i'm making up stuff somebody come <laughs> and fight you know <laughs> yeah no no i like to i like to keep it certified back it but yeah back fact. up the data but um but the actual context behind this is that first things first in terms of the irish irish women and more than their male ca- male counterparts is that irish women are more likely to be employed mm. and i mean more like to take on no only more than white um, british women is that they are more likely to take on full-time work mm. than part-time compared to british um white british women mm. and with regards to the caribbean women Caribbean women are more likely to work after having um, children mm-hmm. and work later in life as their children mm. kind of feeling less. Yeah. And also, unemployment rate is a lot higher in Caribbean males mm-hmm. than it is Caribbean women. Mm-hmm. And of course, discrimination plays a part mm. with um, with both of them. So that's quite so that's quite interesting. In terms of the gender wage gap in the UK, it's actually thirteen percent, thirteen point nine percent if you look at full time workers. So okay. remember, I said before that it's different between full time and part time. Even within full-time worker, that's still a quite significant, um, significant gap. Mm. But also, I feel like this is my personal opinion: is that this is due. It starts off from a young age. Mm. Like I don't believe the main sexism. This is my personal belief. I'm not saying this anyone else's. Mm. I don't believe the main sexism starts in terms of in terms of the workforce. I feel like there's so many laws and implementations that have started to batter it down. Don't get me wrong; it still exists. I've seen it with my own two eyes. But I feel like the main sexism starts from a young age in terms of society conditioning. Mm. Um, women are tend to be pushed away from the maths and sciences compared mm. to guys. And then you can kind of see that in terms of university numbers. I was looking at it earlier. So if you look at um, postgraduate and undergraduate, mm. in 2014, so this is only a, a few years ago, 80% of engineering students were men. Okay. 80%. As you all know, mm. engineers tend to earn 
mm-hmm. quite a nice check. Yeah. If you look at computer science, where and the world is going AI, is going digital. Yeah. Even if even if you look at um, we'll talk about fintech. Yeah, like yeah, everything's yeah. just going digital. Again, eighty percent computer sciences studied by um studied by, by males. Architecture, sixty mm. percent. Mathematical sciences, sixty mm. percent. So I feel like if you have that massive disparity in terms of like the preliminary stages where you're actually gaining the foundation knowledge before you start your career naturally you'll see less women in these industries mm. and these industries tend to earn a, earn a higher pay grade and if you compare it to other industries like in terms of education 75 mm-hmm. percent is more f- is, is, is female mm-hmm. uh, biological sciences and law 60 percent female and dent- dentistry and medicine 60 mm. percent um 60% female. So I feel like when you look at that, it kind of gives you more of an understanding of why what we see happens today. Yeah. So I think personally, as you, as a as an economist, I, feel like I think it's more efficient for us as a society. When you're young, you don't push boys do this, girls do that. No. Mm. You see what the kids are good at. Yeah. If every single... If, every, if, if the top 10 mathematicians in the school are women, then they're women. It, yeah. To me, to me it's, it's daft. I feel like we're missing out on so much productivity by kind of category um categorizing the genders into certain certain fields yeah and i think then when they get into the workforce this happens carries on like it's really true because like um if we look at how girls perform from primary school up until gcse uh especially gcse they outperform boys by about 10 percent uh for their a to c grades and then afterwards it takes a nosedive uh, for a levels etc so like i believe personally a belief of mine is that um secondary schools should be segregated by gender i went to an all-girls school and we performed in line to our nearest private school um we had close to a 90 percent um a to c rate for mm. our gcses and i went to a comprehensive school in hackney our ladies brap brap (laughs) (laughs) so uh, we performed very well in our year and that's because we were gendered school and um we had uh, a gifted and talented program that i was on we got to be mentored by um some employees at jp morgan it was brilliant they really pushed us girls who uh, go to mixed gendered schools perform tragically worse than girls who go to um single sex schools and they also um come out of school with um a pregnancy whether it's carried to full term or not at higher rates than um girls who have gone to single sex schools so i really think that there's something to be said for separating the girls and boys at that level because when i was in school i did extra gcses that we didn't have to do and because of that i selected certain a levels um because i there just wasn't boys around i selected um economics maths chemistry all this stuff because i thought i was with the shit yeah 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 yeah. so um a lot of the time you know girls want to impress the boys and when they're in school um even when i was in school we wanted to impress the boys but at least they weren't in our class so we had to impress them after school Mm. you know so in school we were actually paying some attention do you know what i mean and um yeah i think it starts really early and we can do with uh making sure we concentrate on developing girls in the way that we know they're able to succeed strong point i went to an all-girls school as well so but i do i i did i, I knew exactly what you were going to say that it was going to be about the pregnancy thing um about going to mixed schools because i did find that that just some people they'd just be pregnant from like yeah they just be pregnant <laughs> <laughs> they just be someone's here, someone's here i 
was just like, what's going on? Like, I'm in school reading my books. Yes. And I, yeah, I do find that I think maybe going to our school going to an all-girls school definitely made me more career focused and definitely made me feel like there was more that I can achieve because because it is one gender so it's kind of like there isn't really a put down it's just kind mm. of like if you're if you're good at this so mm. like I was always good at math so it mm. was just like okay go to the higher class and things like that there was no limit on it and I guess that helped because maybe because there was no yeah men there yeah um that's that's all I don't, even, I don't even know there was such actually disparity in terms of performance from yeah. schools to schools. But I think I do think a lot of this stuff happens in that age. Um, I also have another theory. My other theory is that women are just better at have a smarter work life balance than men. In so although women earn less, yeah. I believe women make better decisions in their working careers. So women will, will more are more likely to prioritize um, their family life over men you so for to. example even if, even if you look at the stem sector yeah um 40 women tend to leave to spend uh, the stem sector i went to a talk in lse on, on feminism a couple a couple months ago there's a 40 percent yeah 40 yeah, of women mm. leave leave these industries due to the lack of flexibility mm. in in the in the workplace yeah. so i think like and i was reading another i think it's a professor from harvard she was saying that the main issue is the lack of flexibility in these type of industries for higher higher earnings mm. so when you have a lack of flexibility obviously of course as a woman you're more you're pretty much more likely to get pregnant than a man is so by default <laughs> by default once you have that what's it called um responsibility you're yeah. gonna have to adapt that responsibility mm. and that means your whole work and life balance changes quite a lot of data shows in the uk as well as the us um women who are not um who are not married actually earn more than men on average in their 20s yeah in their, in their, in their 20s in their mm. 20s earn more than men on average so it kind of seems like women reach a point where they don't want to continue to chase that seniority because of the increase in increase in hours mm. um, if you look at the hours worked by men and women in, in, in the US men work a lot more hours on average than women which obviously is always going to relate to relate to earnings so the late I can't remember her name I should even shout her out but she, don't, she won't listen to this anyway mm-hmm. so from professor from Harvard was suggesting that businesses find a way of making the pay more efficient in terms of trying to spread the hours evenly across instead mm-hmm. of just having some people crashing mad hours. For those, for, for those of us that work, we know there's certain people in the workplace that just work hella, 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 hella hours. Yeah. And they and they actually progress because of it because mm-hmm. they're out here coming in at 7.30, leaving at 10. And quite a lot of them, I've seen it, tend to have no other responsibilities. When I say other responsibilities, I mean friends, um, friends and or family. So that enables them to... Yeah progress more yeah so that's um another thing i i discovered hold on let me get my notes but let me put this i hope we're going to talk about the the social stigmas yeah feminism i'm excited yeah. about that one that's oh, the one i've been waiting <laughs> on <laughs> oh yeah um do you want yeah, from bash people with better, with better data. Okay, we'll, we'll go to this one now. <laughs> okay. I need to remember to <laughs> Yeah, mine are proper broken. Huh? My eyes are broken. My eyes are trash. And I definitely left my glass at home. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's more of the economical side of things. Okay, so actually, before we move on, what do you think in terms of policy? should be implemented to kind of 
increase women's productivity and ability to earn mm. in the workforce and make it a bit more i i don't believe in in equilibriums like in terms of when you differentiate my gender to me it just doesn't make sense mm. personally because you could have maybe naturally women make better career decisions than men and they may earn more or vice versa mm. but obviously the gap is ridiculous like the gap is not organic mm. so what policies do you think or, or things that we can do or the government can do to kind of close this gap um for me one thing i think needs to happen asap is companies particularly the larger ones need to open daycare creches within their premises they all have swanky gyms nowadays <laughs> fully equipped kitchens and what have you mm-hmm. chefs on call because mm. i've had one of them in my old um, one of my old companies why don't we have a daycare provision within the business as well where you know it's money that's that's the uh, everything costs money you take it out of their um the employees check pre-tax yeah everything costs money the I gym costs money to build it mm. they still built it yeah i think that i've had a discussion even some of my friends who also like economics we we disagree with this a lot i'm the only one who says this i think we should change the uh, maternity pay structure um i thought because the maternity pay structure is the biggest bump ever um i only really realized it when um my goddaughter's mom she's having a second child and she's telling me about the pay structure at my big age i was, I was still shocked at her yeah i was like what so for those who don't know i wrote about this um it's this if you type in thisnomics.com forward slash blog i think it's 006 so if you get 90 percent the government the, the government minimum is that you get 90 percent of your salary before tax which is all right for i think it's like six to 13 weeks or something like that then mm-hmm. afterwards you get a statu- statutory amount which which works at 147 pounds per week now if you're a lady with a fairly fairly good job you're earning, let's say, 2500 after tax. Mm. And for whatever reason, you're getting no support elsewhere in terms of financially. How can you go from a lifestyle of £2,500 per month mm. to, what, 147 times by four, like six, £700? What 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 does that say incentive-wise? I say incentive in, um, affects behaviour. The incentive there is to not... Have, have children, children or not progress or not in your work in your working environment because of the opportunity cost yeah you want to have children but that opportunity cost could be thousands of pounds mm. on a yearly basis so i personally suggested that the government needs to start implementing tax incentives for companies to increase their pay structure in terms of um, maternity pay that way you have a bigger incentive for women to have more aggressive career careers which can only increase productivity in turn output and growth for the economy that's one of mine what about you i'd say pay transparency because i'm all about negotiations Mm -hmm. although they say that women aren't as women aren't as likely to um, be successful in their negotiations oh really yeah yeah that's nuts i think and most of the time some women they don't even ask like half the time I have like girls in my DMs being like I just got this job and I need to ask for more money and I'm like so ask like Mm. most of the time they don't even get to that stage where they do that but I think if you have pay transparency what happens is um you can identify for yourself should I be negotiating more should I not but what happens is when you're not having that conversation and maybe one time you decide to venture to the social after pub 
event mm. on a Friday and then Bob from IT just feels that <laughs> he's earning 5k more than you and maybe you're in the same field that's when you're like okay maybe I should be asking for more if there was transparency within companies then everyone could potentially say you know understand why they're getting paid more so if someone said something like oh he's getting paid more and they said oh maybe one because he asked two because he has more experience here you would understand the backing for that but if you know that oh no both of you went to the same uni you've got the Mm. same qualifications Mm. you've been working for the same amount of time that's when you can start to look at things and say okay this isn't right and then that's when you can address them so i think if there was more transparency there um, people would know how to negotiate their way better and understand why certain things are in place Mm. so Mm. i think without it everyone is just continuing to guess and sometimes sell themselves a bit short um i think one thing is that i think a lot of us me included we don't understand resources out there to us so for those who are young ladies chasing their careers if you go on websites like Glassdoor, mm. you can see that average wages per industry even in individual companies yeah. per office people show you like their average salary so that's something to look out for but i feel like in terms of transparency i know there is this uh there's this quota though there's this survey that i think only a third of firms in the uk are currently subscribed to where they released their mean mid and medium gender gap Mm. so that's just to show a bit of transparency but obviously if only a third of companies in the uk subscribe to that Mm. there's only um there's only so much you could do with that but um yeah i think transparency does work it's just about whether companies and even members of staff are even willing for there to be transparency about their wages mm. that's what we draw about but i think like at least that way if people actually kind of know the competition the market rate out there mm. they can see what's going on so i agree with that all right cool so we'll leave the the financial financials for now so in terms of the social stigmas with feminism mm. i know you ladies wanted to, to discuss this and I'm going to play devil's advocate because I feel like you may try to bat away social stigmas that might be might be valid to a certain degree. But um, Bono, if you want to go first about what you believe, what what are the social stigmas with feminism, and which ones do you believe are inaccurate? I think you know I know you said you're coming to this question, but um, about what we can do to make like why is feminism good for? this country yeah one thing i'd definitely say is um i think it's important that we start allowing men to be men as opposed to putting the stigma on them of what they should be and it's something i've come to learn so for example i think from a very young age it's very important to allow a boy and a girl to have the same emotions mm. so in general if you don't want your child crying because um maybe they fell on the floor you want them to dust it off quicker mm. don't don't let the girl kind of cry out and think that she's some type of princess mm-hmm. and these things shouldn't happen to her but then let the boy continue to like go on and get on with his life and not really feel the pain and complain mm-hmm. about it because what happens is that leads up to a boy becoming a man and not knowing how to deal with his emotions because he's not allowed to deal with it mm-hmm. and i think that's what a lot of us do and i definitely say especially for black men which yeah. is why i usually say i sympathize with black men because sometimes they have to have such this hard exterior yeah. and it's not fair yeah and sometimes we as women we give it to them as well yeah. some women say blatantly like yeah. i don't want my man to cry i don't want my man to do this you're supposed Call to be guys a man soft 
yeah like he's that. soft and things like that and i think that's where feminism will become revolutionary in the sense where you know you have a man and you allow him to be not even feminine but you allow him to be himself you allow him to be emotional you you allow a him human. to talk about yeah human talk about his struggles and what he's going through without kind of emasculating him and making him feel like he's a bit of a pussy because he has so that's one of the first things yeah yeah, yeah that's um a major point um about well around feminism in general is that allowing people to be who they are rather than um assigning these parameters on people based on their gender mm. it just doesn't allow them to be who they are yeah. this uh guy over here might be a more quiet reserved person why isn't he allowed to be that mm. why must he be showboaty why mm. must he be loud mm. uh, before he's you know to avoid being insulted why does this um young girl over here who is opinionated and astute why does she have to be told to be quiet why does she mm. have to be told to lower her voice why she have to be told all of these things when that that's who she is and that's her living in her truth so these uh, gender parameters really limit all of us so mm. like as she said it, it feminism will be revolutionary because you know revolution literally means a 360 so it's going to 360 where you know in that women are the um main group of people being oppressed by um sexism mm. however it turns around and benefits uh the men as well who are in the oppressive group when um we all learn to adopt feminism because we will want to be entirely ourselves and not limited because of our gender it's going to help us both um you said men are the oppressive group so yeah i, I always find this interesting when people say stuff like that especially the, the word uh, the word privilege um like so when Okay, I'll say you. Not, let me not say feminist because you can't speak for everybody. That'd be dumb. So when you say oppressive group, mm. like, what, what do you mean by that in terms just of, in terms of like men? Why why would you consider men the uh, quote the oppressive group? Um, are you asking this because you genuinely don't know? No, no, I know. I, I want to know your answer. Oh, okay, I agree cool. Because uh, I was going to give a different answer. Okay, yeah. so um, men are the oppressive group. Uh, women are the oppressed group. Uh, by and large, this is a generalization, of course. Uh, men are the oppressive group because they are the people within which the parameters for wi for how women are allowed to exist they've held that power mm. um as you can see we've just spoken about the gender wage gap in terms of women earning less and men earning more uh within day-to-day -day interactions it will be men who are allowed to um express themselves um probably in ways that are a bit more free than women might be allowed to women must be reserved um women are oppressed in terms of uh pretty much general violence really so um there are several ways in which women are being oppressed and generally speaking it's a universal truth that men are oppressive group and women are the oppressed group and white people are the oppressive group and black people and other people of color are the oppressed groups um along with lgbtq yeah um i wish i could totally agree with that because i believe um firstly in terms of oppression i feel like you don't agree that men are the oppressive group i'm not, I'm not too sure if i could agree with that i don't, I don't think i could say definitively that men are the oppressive group because that may imply the that men are more oppressed than women i can't i can't no less oppressed than women. yeah yeah less oppressed mm -hmm. than women like i can't 
I think first of all, when it comes to oppression, it's very difficult. Very difficult to metrify. I feel like we we have our own struggles in different ways. For example, yeah, that's the intersectionality yeah. part. You know, um, though you are a, a man, you are part of the oppressive group. However, you're a black man, so your struggle is different to a white man. I can put you next to a white man. You're going to be the oppressed person next to the white man. Do you understand? But when there's a woman in the group, the both of you are part of the oppressed group, whereas the woman isn't, for obvious reasons. Uh, I know, like, because... It's getting sticky. No, 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 no. <laughs> because, like, I know, because it depends It depends in what remit of oppression, you see what I'm saying? So, first of all, in terms of violence, one, men are more likely to be of victims of any sort of violence, apart from domestic violence, of course. Domestic violence. I think it, when I last checked, it was like 55, 45%. I think that might be non-verbal. I think actual violence are slightly bit higher. In terms of like men are more likely to be victims of GBH, we have the look, we obviously across many um, Western countries. What are you countries. talking about? Are you talking about gender-based violence or are you talking about violence in general? Violence in general. Mm. Okay, well, that doesn't help. We're talking about, you know, um, feminism here and we need to have a discussion on gender. So... Surely, no, you... gender-based violence. If we want to talk about violence here, it should be how are women being violent to men and how are men being violent to no, women. No, um, you, you're the, the the statement I was contesting is about the oppressive group. Yeah. So that just means oppression, like a just oppression, point blank period. So, what I'm, my what my argument is that if you look at both different genders, mm. that we receive different levels of oppression from the structure that's been created. The structure has been created by by a small group of people, mm. the upper echelon, white, Europeans and Americans. Yeah. And everybody below, no matter what your demographic is, you yeah. could be white, working class, Asian, middle class, you fall victim to that structure. Yeah. So although I understand that as a man, you're part, you're, I'm aligned to another man yeah. to a certain degree, but I, I don't think I can fully totally agree with the oppressive group because every has different everybody has different struggles. A man is more likely to be a victim of suicide. Your the what's it called? Um life expectancy of a man is lower. You're more likely to be you're more likely to be a, a victim of violence, you're more likely to be a victim of I think crime. we should be clear about what we're talking about. You are likely to more likely to be a victim of violence by another man. Exactly. Secondly, um, your best, what was the you, other point you but made? Still, but that is that is violence not still a form of oppression? I, it depends on what context you're talking about. If we want to talk about why is these people, why are these people an oppressive group, and why are these people not an oppressive group, we should talk about what, in what context. So this context is gender. So to say that uh, men are more likely to be um, victims of violence in general, sure, but that's by other men. As a result of hyper masculinity, it, it's not particularly helpful for what we're trying to talk about here. No, no, no. What I'm just no, I don't, okay. Let me make myself clear. I was contesting your point about there being an oppressive group. There is, whether you like it or not. No, no. It's not about whether you like it or not. You're gonna it have is. to. Talk, you're gonna have to prove it to me. You can't just oh, say that. I'm okay, saying, sure. You know, I'm not gonna accept that. But um, how many one, examples do we have? Yeah, no. We can no, run through it. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, no, we'll give you the okay, example. Let me make myself clear. Like, I don't think that you can say one group is more oppressive mm. but like just based on gender because everyone every, every single human being is liable to a form of oppression one some more than others so if you're upper class and you're in the western world mm. and you're white european 
you're less likely to be a victim of oppression. However, if you're working class, yeah. you're white European, you can feel oppression, man or woman. So I don't want to get into oppression Olympics of like who gets oppressed more. I think yeah, what, you're what, talking generally. Yeah, one talking. I said I can't. I can't. I, I don't do generalization. I can't say one group is more. Well, that's oppressed. how it. That's the only way it's going to work. We're not going to talk to the seven billion people in the world. We have to make generalizations. Yeah, I feel like you're talking in context of the whole world. Whereas I find that for me, you were talking in mm. context of. Generally speaking, there is a power dynamic in which men are the people who hold the power in society. A selective group of men. Huh? A selective group of men. If you want to get into intersectionality, we can. But generally speaking, right, men, even in their intersections, Mm. so for example, men in general are the oppressive group. They are the... uh, group of people who hold the uh power dynamic and are the that's that right mm. so within that um white men however will be the oppressive group uh in contact or in relation to black men however when you've got white men and black men and white men and white women mm. the men are the oppressive group mm. versus the women right I don't know. You don't know because what? I just, I just can't do generalizations. That's like, the only way. No, that's the only way this topic works. And you have accepted that there are generalizations because we're talking about feminism. You've yeah. accepted generalizations. Yeah, but in terms gender of wage gap, for example, it's not going to be affected by every woman. Woman, but of course, the majority of women are facing it. We are, we are talking about generalizations here. We can't escape it. Yeah, but like if it's backed up by, if it's backed up by data. What do you mean, data? We we just talked about a gender wage gap. We're yeah, talk- that's yeah, that's, that's that's why I agree. Okay, with you. but when you talk about the oppressive group, what my thing is like my my person who not- makes laws, who has made laws throughout history. Who uh, first for the church? Who has made laws throughout history? Who has been the group of people who have been able to create the rules for the other people? Upper echelon, upper echelon men. Right, great. That's so- my, that's my point though. I'm saying that is a very small group of people you are a beneficiary of the oppressor group like it or not which everybody makes is. you part of it everybody is that's not everybody it depends on what we're talking about mm. in this discussion we're talking about gender okay so as far as gender is concerned men are the oppressive group okay cool okay it's always hard for um men to swallow that pill yeah Honestly, it is. I've had this discussion with one of my friends. It's not, it's not, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, and I'll say, who has it? Who has it worse? I say, men or women? And he'll go men, and I'll go, who has it worse? White or black? He'll go white. He knows it's not a white man, but he's what? he's he's lying. He's a black man, but he's playing on the fact that he knows what the answer right. is. Mm. But it's really hard to swallow at times that kind of this is our fate. But obviously, it's hard, obviously, because you're a man yourself. And no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not accepting that. This is because it's a man thing. I don't do the tribal thing at all. <laughs> tribal? <laughs> no, no, no. You know, like, when you side with your gender yeah, yeah, or you side yeah, with yeah. your race, like, I don't do that at all because yeah. I, I think that's nonsense. I'm, unless I generally see, like, do you see what I'm saying? Because, like, so far, I've agreed with you lot, um, majority of things as a gender wage gap. Yeah. But with this, with the maybe the oppressive group, I... I say that we're because because when, when I when I look at yeah 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 when I look at in terms of oppression, I see a lot of things that are done 
is done because of the of the system in place. Mm, yes, and and the, the system in place has been created by a small group of people, like a small group, a small of, group of people. Yeah, and some people are going to be beneficiaries of that system, while others are not. Yeah, but like it, for example, when um for example, like when people discuss um the privilege due to you know like um white europeans like you know basically going to africa did oh yeah you take this you take that you take this mm. pilgrimizing the land taking everything obviously these economies have now benefited from that mm. however everybody in the uk is a beneficiary from that yes no matter no matter what your what your gender is me me and my black nigerian self i'm a beneficiary from that yeah. however how i benefit depends on what we're actually talking about like in terms of economically i benefit because i have a great opportunity than I probably would have if the UK didn't run um, take over half the world. Mm. However, I still do not benefit in terms of racial discrimination. You see what I'm saying? Right. So with my thing, it's not like I'm saying that you're wrong. Um, when I when I when I think I'm quite specific, I see when it comes to oppression, the main is the system that oppresses us. Mm. More like the system designed. Well, my stomach's there rumbling there. The system, the system designed is oppressive in nature. Like men are taught to be a certain way. Men are taught to okay. You have to suppress your feelings. Yeah, that's true. You have to go out to earn. Mm. Our lives are seen in terms of life. When I say, I mean, the actual value of our lives are less valuable than women and children, mm. and that's what we have to do. Then on the flip side, mm. women are taught kind of like a man leads. Men are more logical. Women are more emotional, so therefore men can lead better. Mm. Women should prioritize having family life. Women should do certain. Um, the, um, make certain career decisions in line with their family women should what's it called focus i mean what's the word i mean what, tailor how they present themselves to make sure that they can attract a man etc do you see what i'm saying that, that that nonsense so but this is a system created by a, a specific group of people because and what my point is that that system is negative for men and for women depending on which like it depends on which um, subgenre you're looking at. In terms of like um, life expectancy, women have a better life expectancy. Men, I think it's like ninety percent, ninety-seven. Men's life expectancy goes up when married, whereas women's life expectancy goes down when married. So it depends if we're talking about single or married men. Yeah, but uh, I mean, okay, um, I mean the general. If you just split it just by male and female life expectancy, so I think something like ninety-seven percent of workplace deaths. Mm are by men because they men do more dangerous jobs like mm. society will see like women like why are you being a fire fire killing my friend go do something else you see what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah so my point is like I'm not like blind to the fact that as a man especially financially we have more advantages that's 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 clear as day mm. but I'm saying my thesis is that there's a select group of people the upper echelon um, white white men mm. who have created a system that is killing everybody <laughs> really and truly economically as well which i spoke about in my last pod so those to listen as well as socially so mm. that's my thing but yeah we pop up tailed off but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about in terms of, i want to talk about some of the social stigmas mm. um okay so right now yeah on every time i open my of my twitter app before i complain <laughs> and cut there's all oh, there's like a jihad that's been going on for time and the jihad is you basically Black women do this, black men do this. My personal opinion on this is like is one of the most ludicrous things because nobody ever 
ever has any sort of data or metrics to back up what they're saying. Mm. But it's got to the point where... Well, you don't, you don't always need data or metrics. When somebody is explaining their lived experience, it's very undermining to say, well, I'm going to disregard that because there's no data behind it. Okay, but if I was going to finish, i say, when you make generalizations, that's not talking about your own experience. You're generalizing for other people's experience as well. So if you're going to say stuff like, if as a black person, if you're a black man, if you're going to say, oh, black women hate us or vice versa, mm. and you don't have any evidence to back it up, mm. that's problematic. Yeah. Because you are essentially um, putting out a point into the public public view, which actually hasn't had much thoughts because you haven't got data to back up. You just, you just put your feeling out yeah. disguised as a point. You've made a personal point generic yeah, generic yes yeah. and i think when and i think naturally when you're when you see your group quote unquote being attacked in a certain way mm. people are defensive so yeah if i was to like say to bumi um who happens to be nigerian i'm assuming yeah yeah nigerian girls this nigerian girls that just going just going just going ham she when she's um retorting it, it, it may be defensive because she kind of subscribes to that group, you see what I'm saying? So the problem is with a lot of these discussions, because it's personal to both people, mm. it doesn't become a discussion where it's a transformation, a transfer of information that, that us three are having right now. It becomes like somebody's trying to defend themselves. And the reason why I hate it is because no information is being shared personally. Mm. Why I hate it? No information being shared. People are being attacked to them. People are now feeling, let's say, 2% more negative to the other group on a daily basis because of what they see in social media and the worst why i don't like that's because information is actually not being transferred from side to side so what is both of yours opinion on it opinion on what exactly um the jihad of mm. <laughs> the, the, the social hard and it's not just um black men and black women it's feminists and people who don't believe in feminism uh people who don't believe in black um, black lives all lives matter versus um black lives matter and stuff like that so in terms of the context of feminism, yeah, what's your opinion on like the the kind of like hostility online between feminism? I mean, quote unquote feminists mm. and non-feminists. What do you attribute that to, and how do you think it could be um, subsided? If you think it should be subsided, I think a lot of people want clickbait as well. You see it uh. all the time. Mm -hmm. Beyonce gets pregnant, and white women are ah. spinning. They're spinning. <laughs> At the thought of her being pregnant, and why is it such a miracle when... Um, Imagine somebody saying... Oh, my gosh. So, I think a lot of the time, what attributes to all of these discussions is clickbait. The fact that, you know, someone's trying to um, profit off of it. So, sometimes... It's Hella people profiting off it. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's not even a real discussion. It's more on the fact that they just want attention. They, they do it all the time now. That's why I don't even feed into it when they say stuff like... Um, African billionaire's wife fed 40,000 yeah. people. Oh yeah. my gosh, that <laughs> kills me, man. They, uh, there's one that says African billionaire's wife fed 40,000 people. And it was just like, does she not have a name? The whole point of that is to get people rattled up. So these days, people I People for every single time. I know. I Katie just, Hopkins, Pierce Morgan. I see when people see people react to them, I'm like, look at you. You fools. Like, why have you not blocked them? Well, yeah. It's like, you like You don't it. even have to block them. Like, 
just it's look so past. Don't give them the attention because mm. the moment they stop getting that, that's when they're gonna go back to their real selves, or they'll hang themselves. They'll do something else for attention. Yeah. Hang themselves. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll do something else for attention. But if we continue to give them that attention, you can tell the difference between when someone wants to have a discussion and when someone just wants to um, have a popular, unpopular opinion. Yeah. 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 So. I don't know. I guess in a way, I don't feed into a lot of it. But yeah, no, you never do. It's really, it's really hard to. I do sometimes some things with the like feminist issues, but it's really hard to get your point across on social media. Yeah. And but one thing I, I think that is really important in any of those discussions is I try not to put my emotions into it. Facts. I try to put logistics into it because it's emotions that have people kind of talking jazz. Talking so much jazz, talking mad so jazz. much jazz, and just mad jazz. Like for example, like when you saying, "Oh, I don't think you know, men are the oppressive group." I was, for me to be emotional, would be like, "How dare you? Um, you have no idea what it's like to be a woman. You know, have you ever experienced this? Have you ever walked down the mm. road and then someone's touched you? No, no, mm. n- nothing gets through when <laughs> you go through that way. But that's the way so many people go through on social media. Yeah, that, yeah. I, mean, I think that's my big. That's my. That's hundred percent well. my biggest pet peeve. People put. I understand, like, when it comes to certain topics that it hits home. So, when you talk about children, yeah. rape, race, it's really personal. Yeah. But, like, people let their emotions just let their fingers start talking all types of all types of stuff. But, yeah, go on. Go on um, so, online, if we're talking about Twitter uh, specifically... Um, it's a microblogging site. People are talking about their perspectives. Mm. So I think it's the perfect place for people to get really emotional, mm. the perfect place for people to uh, become outraged really easily. And then the character limit thing doesn't help either. So mm. it's really okay. easy to uh, generate a lot of um, anger and aggression <laughs> with uh, whatever thing that Piers Morgan has said today or Katie Hopkins has said today and then you might immediately get into as Bola said you don't know what it's like to be a woman etc etc so um, yeah what's the question? Um, no basically so in terms of like do you know um, quote unquote online there's like it's like almost like a civil war like Feminist oh, yeah. versus feminist versus rest of the world, or or more specific to us, mm. black women versus black men at yeah. times. So like, so my voice, my point is that like, what's your why do you think this? Why do you, what what do you think caused this? Mm. And what do you think we could do to subside this? If you think we should even subside this, because some people think like, oh, this is good, like we should it has to be that way. Even though yeah. I personally disagree with wow. that. I mean, it's just as you said before, people just being defensive yeah. of that, being defensive. What you say about black about black women? Mm. I heard you're dragging black women. I've come for you. Mm, yeah. So you know, um, it's oh, that's just that 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 that, that, that stuff. <laughs> see, see, personally, see that dragon stuff here. That's the new internet gangster stuff. That is a new. That is a new. That's a Do you new. know what? When some people are being dragged, I'm applauding because some of them are nuisances. Mm. I, 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 I don't believe in mob justice <laughs> Give me a couple examples Some, when we switch off the podcast. Yeah, when we switch yeah, off, yeah. I'll tell you the accounts that are deserving oh of their dragging. No, but. like, that, that, I, I, don't, I, I personally don't like any form of, like, public humiliation or, like, you know what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or when you're all, like, mob justice. <laughs> Sorry.
also what I want to talk about as well in terms of like feminism and also the racial movement is I feel like people follow what happens in America too much mm. and I feel like there's not enough emphasis on what happens here apart from the feminist movement is a bit different because mm. they the the ladies and the gentlemen that actually ride for the movement they take credence to what happens here but with racism like the other day there was like a jihad about oh Americans don't believe that we, we experience racism like Listen, when we're awake, they're asleep. Like, they're in different time zones. Like, we can't really watch what they do. Like, we have a completely different environment, different culture, etc. that we need to kind of focus on. So, yeah, my, my personal belief is that results matter. Yeah. One, allow people to grow because you're actually preaching or trying to convert people that haven't grown yet anyway. So, if people have grown, they're doing what you want them to do, first thing and foremost. And don't, like, you know, reduce the integrity of what you're doing by getting involved with internet gangsterism because I just think that's, that's mm-hmm. pathetic. <laughs> and yeah um okay i feel like feminism is quite a hard subject to talk about one thing that i think i've come to accept is that i won't always be right and sometimes Facts. feminism is sometimes obviously very personal because mm-hmm. um for example i love like chimamanda mm-hmm. who identifies as a feminist i love beyonce who identifies as a feminist mm-hmm. But sometimes I just don't agree with them. I'm just like, I don't agree. Yeah. And I think that's generally what it's about. But um, that's, that's a sign of intelligence, knowing that... Sorry to cut you off, that's a sign of intelligence, knowing that you've... Okay, you've received data from Jamanda or Beyonce. Mm. You've analysed it. Yeah. And you come to a conclusion that you, that you disagree. Yeah. I think that is that is that is pivotal. Pivotal for any any movement any industry to be able to critically analyze but because yeah, you don't you don't want to be blind to it but definitely and i think you should allow i think in feminism you should allow yourself to be wrong you should allow yourself to potentially make mistakes like i've been in a place where i've um i haven't always allowed a man to have emotions or haven't really mm-hmm. been okay with that but it, it's something that i've grown to do <laughs> as i've learned but um yeah it's just about kind of growth and growing in your understanding there's certain things i've had to stop doing like for example there were two um leaders at work and one of them was kind of i asked i would ask her something and she was so harsh and i was just like oh i wanted to call her a bitch and i was mm-hmm. like i'd say to myself wait bola would you call the man a bitch I said you wouldn't. Yeah. So you, so there's so many things that you have to learn and unlearn. So it's I difficult. Think, yeah, it's, it's it definitely is difficult, and you just have to be okay with learning. It's so hard because you're trying to restructure everything, everything that society been, that has taught, taught us, yeah. especially as someone who's like Nigerian, and then like they just assume certain things. Like one auntie one time said, "Oh, are you at mum's house?" And she looked at my hand. She said, "Oh, of course, you're not even married." <laughs> <laughs> I did a, I did a poll like I think last week, so um, I think you were tweeting after you saw the um, Shemendo, is that Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I need to do my Googles on her actually since everybody's everything she's great, so I have to see what she's saying. So um so the, um I don't take nobody's opinion, I have to go see for myself, don't trust nobody. <laughs> You gotta stay working the streets. No, I'm joking. No, no, <laughs> no. I want to. I want to check her yeah. out. So she. Um. So somebody must have quoted. She said everyone should be a feminist. Mm. So I asked people, do you class yourself one? So I divide a poll into ladies yes, ladies no, lads mm. yes, lads no. So obviously more guys said no than yes, mm-hmm. and more ladies said yes to no. But the yes, but the gap between the ladies yes to no was quite small, and the gap between the the boys um, yes to no was quite small. However, everybody who quote tweeted and I asked why. All literally, every quality was like, I, I'm, I agree, men and f- female, I agree with the, uh, striving for equality between men and women, but I will not label myself as a feminist. So I think like it got to a point where the feminist label has become contaminated. Mm. Like, okay, no, this sounds deep here, but like, it has. It has. It even, really even, has. E- e- even like to a point where Black Lives um, Matter has been come. To a certain degree, contaminate. Well, yeah, because yeah, even me, if somebody has that's Matt in the bio, I don't fall on the back because I think, oh, this person started talking jazz about melanin, this and injecting, taking melanin out of somebody's <laughs> body and it gives them superpowers, all that type of nonsense like that. So, what is you lot's thoughts? What is um, you lot's thoughts on the label? Of course, you're, you're both proud, um, proud um, feminists. So, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, do, um, do, 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 I'm sorry, I just do you think, do you feel like it's an issue? Because I've one, one, uh, one smart, um, lady um she the me discussing this she thinks that it's important that people label themselves as feminists yes um but that's like is it as important as them actually acting in a feminist manner than actually boldly having the label because i think it doesn't surely actions is the most important thing because like me personally the only label i have is nigerian because that's by force christian the only one i chose really is christian and majesty united fan those are the only labels i've actually chosen every label i don't i I don't claim Black Lives Matter. Of course, I believe that they do. Yeah, because yeah. I, I tweet about I tweet about um, um, the violence on the streets and with police all the time in the UK, especially. I don't take the label of feminism, but even one time, but after we did, a, remember we did a podcast at your house. You mm. try to tell your friend that I was a feminist. Like, no, 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 no. no I believe no, no, no. Don't, don't give me that label. But so for like people like me, do you believe it's important for us to subscribe to actually have that label? Or people like me who actually have the ideology behind it and kind of try to act in that way—is that enough? Do you mean people like you, as in men? Anybody, because because women say the same thing as well. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and if and if there's a differential in the, in the importance between men and women as well. Yeah, I've come across women who have said that they don't identify themselves as feminists, and I think for women, I think personally that you should identify yourself as a feminist. And the reason that I've been given uh, from these women as to why they wouldn't identify themselves as such is that, you know, they agree with all of the ideals and everything, but feminism or feminist has become a swear word. They don't like how um, angry all the feminists are, etc., etc. <laughs> and then I begin to say all of these things, like the quality of your life has been blessed by angry feminists, the likes of which you have never seen. Okay, the reason you're allowed to have your own bank account mm. without the nearest man responsible for you signing off on it mm. is because of an angry feminist. Yeah. The reason why, as of 30 odd years ago, it has been acknowledged that you may be raped within marriage is because of an angry feminist who was screaming about it. The fact Anger, that was only 30 years ago is actually scary, you know. Very scary. Mm-hmm. Anger is a very important catalyst for positive changes within any um, marginalized group. 
anger is the fuel behind all of the progressions we have made whether it be black people lgbt people and and, and women it has mm. been anger that has fueled the change so it is you know as much as you might be frustrated by the angry feminism mm. today first of all they aren't they aren't half as angry as the feminists of uh, of the last generation secondly these angry feminists are making a better life for your children so at the very least keep your mouth shut secondly um i think that you should as a woman particularly label yourself as feminist because to say that you agree with the ideals but won't want to label yourself as such you just believe in you know um all people being equal uh, you're taking away from the very specific issue of it being a gender issue mm. like it is very specific in that it's a gender issue uh, that affects girls and women negatively for the most part you should label yourself as such because like it or not you, you are affected by it mm. you're benefiting from any advancements of it and um you're affected by any bad things that come with these structures um that are against women identify yourself as a feminist because it means that although you behave and agree with um all of the ideals of feminism being vocal about it is being clear that there is an issue and you're not hiding from it you're not hiding from the stigma around the angry feminists you're being very clear and intentional that you are acknowledging that there is an issue that is specifically um, centered on gender and that you have a particular view on it. You have to be intentional on, on this issue, I think. So that's why I think you should label yourself as a feminist, if you're a woman particularly. I think it's important to label yourself as a feminist as well, especially in relationships. Oh, it's so interesting when I start dating someone yeah. and like, you're a feminist? Yeah. I'm like, I like yes, to say I off am. that because some of them will now scatter. I'm like, good. Yeah, you have to because... Me too. I expect a cooked meal. Why? <laughs> like, in terms of, you know, it's such a taboo thing to be like, oh, when are you going to cook for me? I have to flip it around. I'm like, when are you going to cook for me? Never. Men have cooked for me. Yep. True. <laughs> men will lie, but they will cook for you. A soul, you know. That <laughs> his mum will come home. He's whipping, whipping excursion in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it has to be. So I think it's important to do that. Um, just to show like where you stand because I know even sometimes I've I had um, a discussion with somebody one time and it was kind of like even talking about how I'd want to raise my children mm. so this is why this, these um, discussions are important because I said you know what, when it's time for me to show them how meals are made I'm gonna call both the boy and the girl yeah it's funny because my mom did that to both of us but I was just like I'm not gonna lie, mom. I'm not gonna cook. Not because I'm a guy. I just don't like cooking because I'm impatient. It's long. I just want to eat. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. But like, yeah. It's it's funny because okay. culturally, um, mm. you know, as you grow older, and I'm an actually analytical person, I'm starting to think back at my childhood and mm. I'm looking at things. I'm thinking, well, my culture is a bit jazz at times, you know, yeah. because um, because <laughs> it's naturally I'm thinking because like I've seen it because okay, I'm I'm in my I'm 27 years old, so I finished uni like 20 years ago, and I've noticed like a differential in terms of like all the guys I knew grew up that I grown up with and the ladies mm. like in terms of intelligence gap there wasn't really like I couldn't really tell like people that's intelligent yeah. but it's like the focus in terms of like livelihood you could see where culture really like took its place like so is that literally as soon as like a good proportion of the females I know that I come from like African background as soon as they finish a degree 
all their parents are on them about it's marriage, 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 marriage. Even my mum does it to my sister and I'm trying to break, what what my mum builds up, I try to break down yeah. because I'm like, listen, you're not, you won't put on earth to be some, some perfect wife. Like you're not like, you're not, you're not an iPad. You're not meant to, you're not built to be in a shop yeah. to, go, to come be purchased. Like yeah. you actually have a purpose and a place in the economy and a purpose as a human being. You see what I'm saying? But like culturally it's like, our women are like built up to literally just serve the geezers. Obviously, you would think that actually that will affect me, um, that um, it sensitizes me because obviously being a guy. But as I've grown, it kind of, it's just it's just off putting. Like yeah. we always joke about the Alua wife me girls, like <laughs> husband, <laughs> Alua wife me husband hunters. Like, like I find it I find it really off putting. But like culturally, it's mad. Yeah. So I think in terms of like dating, I can understand why the label does make a difference because obviously certain men might expect a. Uh, a certain type of person but I don't know yeah. but like I'm thinking I don't know because I think too logical thinking what should, what should be the difference between a feminist and a non-feminist in terms of relate, like you see what I'm saying like you're human beings like surely your main characteristics well I think obviously I'm, not a, I'm obviously I'm not a girl so I can't actually speak with this like I do not understand guys and dating because I obviously cause I'm not gay guys. yeah so I'm not gay yeah, so I don't yeah. care so sure. <laughs> this is so this is when like you lot could um, provide a I think when you're, when you're not a feminist, you start to see how how this, the stigmas of that come alive in your life. So, for example, you know, maybe you do a degree, like maybe engineering or IT, and you're really excited about that, and you're doing really well in your career, and everything is good, and your mum looks at you with worry one day. Yeah, like, where's your husband? Mm-hmm. And then that's when you start to realise the importance of feminism or... Mm if you know you've never spoken about feminism and then um you marry a man and things like that and you have a child and he looks at you like i know you don't expect to go back to work that's when the conversations are important so i think it's important to stand in your truth and stand in it fully but also understand it you cannot ignore feminism because otherwise a lot of people are going to be getting together getting married and living their lives very differently maybe even breaking up if they don't know what both of them want so um i think it is important to label yourself because there are some people who are very honest and very like look i want to stay at home and then i want to be this and that goes both ways for both the men and women they're just oh, like i don't mind being a... <laughs> as long as you look <laughs> after the baby yeah, that's why you're spilling popcorn in the baby's mouth because football's on you're like come on <laughs> See, don't, don't, don't generalize I'm <laughs> I have to because I've seen some videos online <laughs> and I'm like... No, the videos of men and their kids actually kills me. It's, so no, it's actually quite funny though. No, they're, so, they're so clueless, yeah. It's bad. Even like literally last Sunday, I went home for Mother's Day. I didn't wake up until after church so my mum left me. Mm. And then and I, and then I just heard bare noise downstairs. I come downstairs now and just seen hella kids. So obviously, mm. one of my um, cousins, she's having a child mm. and then the her sister who's looking after her kids as well as hers yeah. at a wedding. So my sister agreed to babysit. So we got six of our nieces and nephews downstairs. Six. <laughs> Jasmine think I'm gonna catch young Z's. So I'll come downstairs <laughs> and obviously I'm looking helping looking after them. And then I just find like I just find it funny that I find it I just find it weird to a certain degree, even though I, I love kids. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. sometimes I generally do not know what to do compared to my sister, like so like when I, when the baby needs changing, obviously I, I used to change my little brother. Yeah. So that was calm. But I saw past my sister because I was being lazy. Yeah. But like when I'm like, I just generally didn't know what to do. And because I'm so uncle like I just shouted them, say, the final stop. Yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. do that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I find it weird that 
and especially when I'm out on the streets and I'm seeing dads with their kids, it's so because it's like they're so they do not know what to do. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I've always vowed that. Listen, I, I'm not going to be one of them dads that are hella clueless. I think like, that you grow into it. Men grow into yeah, it. Yeah, men grow. But like, I want to be active. Yeah. I want to be active from day one because. Yeah. Kids are life, you see what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I think what women need to do as well is not push away men from doing yeah. that. That's what I've, women that do. That is so key. And it's yeah. not, and it's not good. But it's not their fault though because it's like a conditioning. It's a conditioning. Like, I even, feel even, like even, I'd be that type of person that like, no, no, give me my baby, give me my baby. Yeah. No, see? you're doing that wrong. No, you're saying. supposed she's, to do She's a problem, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to be that way but I can see that I'd be a bit even I want to let you be. Even in the courts that women are deemed as the primary carer for kids. So I feel like I'm all about efficiency. Like both, both people have to be active. Yes. Both people have to be active. But yeah. raising kids is long. I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> you got time, but yeah, definitely. I think it's important to um, identify who you want to be. Be active about that identity. Mm. Um, otherwise, it will identify itself for you, mm. and you don't want to be in a position where how has this become my life? And that's because you haven't chosen what your life should be. Okay. What about like Mills for like people like me? For example. Yeah. Um, I don't subscribe to nothing because I don't I don't want anybody putting me in this bracket with other people because I don't you see what I'm saying but people like me who generally believe pretty much similar things to you do mm. actually act out I've, I've actually sp- actually spent time to write about certain things or tweet about certain things you see what I'm saying so I'm not one of those ones who just do it to get girls shout out their man there but um <laughs> yeah so do you think it's important for like like for example men are the outsiders technically because we cannot really relate 100% to the experience of women because obviously we're men. So do you think it's also equally as essential for men to identify themselves as feminists? And if so, why both of you? Um, I d- personally, again, um, I don't think it's necessary for men to identify themselves as feminists in an explicit sense. I, I would say it's necessary for women, but not so for men. Although I would believe, or I would say rather that all men should believe in feminism and uh, be active in it. I don't think that they should necessarily label themselves as such. Mm. A couple reasons for that might be um, some people think that, you know, you shouldn't occupy a, a space within a group when, you know, you're not a member of that group. If you understand what I mean. Yeah, I see. Like you I, I, should I, I, be I an ally without taking up space within that group. That's what some people believe. I just don't think it's particularly necessary for men to um, label themselves as feminists. I think because I'm looking out for how they might be perceived by other men. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna lie, like. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want them to be perceived in a particular way by other men, but I think that they should be vocal in their um, support for feminists and okay. feminism. What about you? I don't think they need to ident- I don't think they need to label it or identify, but I think the conversation is more important than the identity. Yeah, so. I agree with that still. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, the last thing which you kinda of touched on. So as I always say, incentive is what drives behaviour. So the status quo, obviously society is not a feminist society. I think that's pretty evident across many, many um subsections of life. So for the listeners, mm. for the listeners then, why should they subscribe to feminism? Like, why is it in their best interest? So male, female, why should they be a feminist? I think one thing is, 
expanded life and work options mm. for example if we do that then maybe men who actually honestly want to stay at home can mm. stay at home without mm. the stigma of them feeling like oh you're less of a man you're, you're less of a man yeah. or um or that a woman doesn't really care about her kids if she wants to be at work sometimes yeah, that you're was just a good very at, big one yeah sometimes you're just good at your job and or sometimes you really like your job yeah and you know kids have to have their own lives eventually mm. so i think to look at it in that way think about what you do if if you didn't have the stigma of gender on you and then you'll see that you actually have more options mm. um i think uh everybody needs um feminism because um well first of all let me suggest that if you haven't already uh everyone read uh, we should all be feminists by chimamanda adichie because um that will give you some insight into um everything in case you want to read it but for me personally um these are some of the points that chimamanda raises i think everybody should uh be feminists in their ideals because ultimately we want everybody to be able to be themselves in their truth entirely and unfortunately uh gender norms uh they limit people in ways that are very very restrictive and um, if we can do away with these gender norms that are nearly always harmful, we can allow people to live in their truth. We can allow people to be who they want to be, as Bola mentioned. Um, you know, if a man wants to stay at home after he's had a baby, let him do it without ha him, you know, having to have looks or sneers from other people mm -hmm. because he's a man. Uh, we need to allow people to be... Um, 100% who they are and we need to stop limiting other people we need to stop limiting how men are allowed to express themselves we need to stop limiting how women are allowed to express themselves society and the economy benefits when we are all more equal when women are earning more money um, poverty um, is lessened within the society I don't have a specific number for you but there are numbers out there mm -hmm. um, yeah so we need um, women to be able to feel like they are able to do anything that they want to without this um ceiling and we need for men to be able to be uh the nurturing human beings that we all are without being given silly feminine type labels we need to stop um demonizing feminism um well not feminism but anything that is a uh, feminine mm. so things like being uh quiet or things like being shy or things like being girly or liking a particular color we need to stop demonizing feminine things because whether the feminine thing is being observed within a woman or within a man it is demonized equally and that's the bad thing it'd be better for us all we can all live however we would like to and one last potentially good point potentially better sex oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent Please speak on it. Oh, please why? loud it. Please loud it. If if <laughs> please loud it. <laughs> if we came to a point where we didn't say like our oh, men should basically have all the power and things like that, then maybe you know it could be enjoyable for more people because I think we still live in an age where sex is deemed as when the man comes, which is not really sex because one person mm. is coming to the end of their release and sometimes the woman doesn't but there's some men who don't kind of really look into the satisfaction of a woman because it's all about them being dominating in that so if we were to open up the idea of equality in a act that takes two people to do 
then maybe both people would be able to suit each other's needs a bit better. Yeah, 100% agree with that because, like, um, well, it's all really primitive if you get down to the sex thing. With sex, it's very much a be dominated, be, can I swear, be fucked. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Well, these are the words that people use yeah, when they're on. talking about sex. What they say that a woman got fucked. They say that a man fucked a woman. It's so true. the active, um, the action is always on the man's part. Mm. Um, while, whereas the truth is the both of you are having sex. Mm. Um, women should learn, hopefully, when we can stop shaming women for A, having sex and having sexual feelings and wanting sex. Ideally, women will be able to be a bit more vocal in uh, what they'd like to have or what they'd like to experience during sex. Maybe more women will be experiencing orgasms. That would be a good thing. I'm tired of people's girlfriends <laughs> telling me they're not sure if they've ever had an orgasm at big, big ages. I'm tired of it. <laughs> big, big ages. Personally, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, definitely. yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you both. Thanks both of you for actually taking time out of your your days to venture to the other side of the universe which is west london <laughs> and discuss this you both actually raised some good points that i didn't even think of so that's actually the main purpose of this more information for me and for the listeners um if you want to shout out your socials i know bother you do literally everything i'm in the sun <laughs> so you're so annoying. <laughs> it's true, though. You're actually you're out in these streets. Um, you, that's why you have an event next week as well. I do. Yeah, so yeah, do that. Um, yeah, I have out. a spring branch um, for Refined Currency, which is a personal finance website that I created for women. And um, so we're going to be talking about money in terms of, you know, where um, everything. So where to start with investing, should you save to save or save to invest, um, what's going on with Brexit, um, how should we feel about that moving forward, and um just a lot of money matters it's just real women real conversations real money and that is next week and details can be found at refinedcurrency.eventbrite.co.uk or .com um but yeah if anything you can just find me on my twitter handle which will directly link you to everything so that's at bola underscore sol so b-o-l-a underscore s-o-l um i'm uh, I can be found at Miss Bombastic on that Twitter. That name is so funny. I don't know why. Do you know what? Know. I got that name because the Shaggy song yeah. uh, Mrs. Bombastic came out when I was in primary school, oh. and then people said, "Oh, you're Miss Bombastic." So yeah, that uh, I'm that on Twitter. Um, How do you spell it? It's M I S B U N B U N M B. Okay, it comes up. Yes. Oh, nice. I'm doing that um, that E E phone voice when you're spelling out your name. I have to <laughs> yeah. all the time because yeah. you know people don't get it but yeah that's my Twitter handle uh, you can find me talking shit about cakes and stuff on there <laughs> um, besides that um, I work in digital at the moment um, I'm a digital marketing manager for a, a, a media company so um, I've been to a few events within uh the industry that I've found frustrating for example a few years ago I went to an event at Gr- well, I won't say the agency, but it's an agency. And um, one of the speakers uh, was speaking about, you know, uh, women in top positions within digital. And she said very impassionately that um, we are not an ethnic minority. We should not be sidelined. And um, I looked around at the audience. Uh, there were, you know, the, a handful of people of colour, like mm. myself. And I said, 
did you bitches know that? <laughs> so yeah, um, I will be looking to put on some events for black women in digital That's good. That's this good. year. That's brilliant. That's good. Now you said that, you actually now have to do it now. So I'll ask you like on a regular basis on what's happening because... It will be coming. Certain people love to do that to me, like Bola, so I'm going to do that to you. Good. So yeah, okay, cool. Thank you. Life is all about challenge. Life is all about symmetry. You know, like this one, I don't give a D. I was raised where the drill has been. Now they feel me all the way in Italy. She traveled just to get the missionary. I bet your missus still misses me. I bet them niggas still mimic me. Stole my pattern, they're just mini-me. Sports Social Podcast Network.